It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way, and the doll hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Opix. Oh, that helps. What's going on, fellow Uplanders? <laughs> Welcome to the Upland Property Experts Podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win, and as always, I'm joined by Thank Me Later. How we doing, Thank Me Later? I'm doing good. Doing good. I had the mute button pressed, so the people that do listen to the podcast and not watch us on YouTube, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. We do appreciate everybody that does listen to the podcast, because that's where we got our start from. I make sure I hit the mute button so anything I say or do before the YouTube stream starts live is not on the heard that, but it's your first first drink of the night. I hear that too. Uh, yeah, so really, oh my, dude. I get, look at that. Oh, nice. Matches your shirt. I like that. Yeah, so I forgot to unmute myself, so the podcast listeners don't hear the anything i say or do before we go live on youtube um we do have a pretty jam-packed show tonight we have tj miami boy here from the evergreen evergreen lasher gardens uh community project got a lot of cool stuff going on there excited to talk to him hip-hop and cannabis culture going on in the detroit city definitely excited to talk about that we have the market update as always There are changes to the upland economy, and we'll break that down for you. Also, changes uh, breaking today in the FSA uh, rules, and then you have um, a neighborhood opening up in Rio just for FSA. So, definitely a lot to talk about today. What are you most excited to discuss tonight there? Thank me later. My sweet swag, obviously. <laughs> that is a, that is some sweet swag, and you know, def- what are you talking about? definitely love that jacket. Yes. So today's outfit. Wait, where's our little banner? Did you take down our banner? I did not. Make a banner real quick for for the upload up at fifteen. Boom. Yeah, rocking the Rio today's today's ensemble. My neon green bomber jacket from Upland and my bright pink Upland. It's the Mamba Dancer. I got out all the swag. We did uh, an unboxing the other day uh, on the Olympics World Twitch uh, where I unbox. Oh, and here's some drinking from my Rio mug. <sighs> yeah. Don't tell Upland that I don't own a single Rio property, but I own all of the Rio swag. I don't know if your microphone's too far away or too close, but you're getting a little feedback from time to time, just to let you know. I'm getting feedback. No, that's yeah. you. No. My mic perfect. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Um, I don't own a single real property yet either because the secondary market price, well, the secondary market price is still kind of high, and there's still so much more of Rio to be released, so I don't want to overbuy right now i will definitely own rio but i'm not going to buy anything right now why everything's elevated 
Yeah, I mean, that's to be expected with how quick it sold out. It's the first international city. I mean, we can already see um, with the announcement of another FSA uh, mini launch um, that they're going to start really mad about, right? We talked about that. They're gonna, they don't want Rio to be hitting like Manhattan, but um, at this rate, it is for sure. So, yeah, absolutely. It's not me, it's you. Thanks, Mix. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. But, yeah. Oh, hold on. Hold on. What happened? Did you lose a kid? Uh, no, a kid, a kid came in and interrupted the oh, uh, broadcast because oh. he wants to come play computer hand. games and he needs the uh, the charger for the, te- or for the, the laptop. <laughs> that's always fun about doing a live show on summer break you know i've had a pretty good run though um you know having summer break and not have a kid interrupt the podcast till now so that's true you thought about it but. uh this yes yeah so this is the that's exactly it i want it to be Sorry, I know I just made our zero. Actually, no, I, we have at least one or two female followers. Swoon. <laughs> you taking dance lessons? <laughs> I mean, I might. There you go. Fly down to Rio, take them myself. <laughs> righty. But with, uh, as we get on that, let's. The people let, on the podcast have missed. If you were, <laughs> if you're only listening to the podcast, you have some amazing dance moves, and just imagine the most swagger you've ever seen in a human being dressed in neon pink and green. There you go. Ooh, don't forget your mail file. Oh, Goldsmith. Cool. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Now, without further ado, though, I'm going to get TJ Miami Boy on. We're going to talk about the awesome project they got going on in Evergreen Lasher Garden. So it's pretty awesome. Uh, welcome to the show, TJ. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Oh, I wow. really appreciate you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so th- this was something in the works since Vegas. We uh, we got to meet each other in Vegas, talked for a little bit, and I was like, definitely want to get you on the show. Like, I had no clue what you were guys were doing up there, and I didn't even know that there was a hip-hop community that was thriving in Upland until I talked to you and the people you were hanging out with that night. So y- you want to tell us a little bit about that? Okay, well, again, greetings. I am TJ Miami boy. Uh, I'm from Miami, born and raised, but um, started Upland probably in like December, and I've been hooked ever since. How'd you so find met up with some people? Um, I was searching for metaverses, so I went on a metaverse hunt, and I had to figure out which metaverse would. You know, not only right for my pockets, but something that was um, something that was simple for me to understand and something that I wanted to grow with. I didn't want something that was already built out. Um, I didn't want something that was too at, at too far of the beginning stages, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
But you that, that yeah. sweet spot where it's proven out enough that you're like, okay, I feel good. You guys are sticking around, but not so established that it's impossible to get into. Correct. Yeah, that's fair. I think so, that's, that's been Upland's sweet spot for a little bit now. Yeah, yeah, and that's what that's what it was. And you know, I got in right before the what it was the Bronx release. Yeah, yeah, that was right and, around that time. Yeah. So I, I hit really big on my Bronx FSA properties. So that's what propelled my account. And I've just stopped. I haven't stopped ever since. So I started with 10 bucks, and I've been trucking along ever since. I probably only spent, you know, no less than total with buying Block Explorers as well. I probably spent only like $75 on Upland. Wow. Nice. So I spent more than that today. <laughs> What what did you do in Bronx that made it so successful for you, being an FSA or and just starting out the game? How did you make that such a successful uh, venture for yourself? Because I learned from you know just studying the game. I really studied and dove into the game, watching some of your guys' videos, watching other videos to where I studied the game. So. I'm, I was a big Monopoly head when I was a kid. So the correlation to this and Monopoly was, you know, just amazing. So I really dove into it, studied the game, and I learned about the the hold that collections had on the game at the time. So luckily, I, I went straight for what I thought in my mind would be really good collections, which would be right by Yankee Stadium. And I got a couple properties right in Concourse and sold them for big. Nice. Nice. Smart. Very smart. It's a smart strategy. Oh, yeah. Before we jump any further, I do have to apologize. Um, we talked about this pre-show. And last week I was talking about TJ was coming on the show, talking about Evergreen Lancer Gardens. And we don't know where he was, what's going on. And there are a lot of because he got high jokes and all that stuff. But <laughs> it was on me. My communications with TJ was less than what I usually do when working with a guest. And I told him July 29th instead of July 28th. So, TJ, I apologize. And, I mean, you guys are listening to a guy that calls himself too stupid to win. So, my mistakes are more than me being right. So, but, yeah, that was my fault. TJ was not here last week. He was ready to go on Friday, but we have no show on Friday. So, that's what happened. And all those, because I got high jokes, were wasted. Oh, man, that's awesome, though. That's <laughs> awesome. I did... I did take a peek at that show, and, you know, it was funny. I, I, I'll laugh at it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, totally wrong day. Damn you. That's what he was really thinking. And usually what I do is, like, I'm like, hey, you know, all right, awesome. I have these dates available. Sounds good. I have you booked for Thursday, this month, this date, at this time. And then with him, I don't know if I was busy or what, and and I just wanted to get back to him. And I was just like, hey, how's this date? He's like, cool. I'm like, all right, I got you down for it. And that was that. And then even my follow-ups of the week, I never even threw, looking forward to having you on Thursday. It was, yeah, it was all me. It happens. It happens to the yeah. best of us. Right, but we're here. We're here now. Absolutely. Right? 
Absolutely. I just like owning my mistakes. So I, I just wanted to put it out publicly. So, yeah. Um, so you started in January, or I mean, December. You had a good Bronx release. Uh, what was your next moves after that? Uh, next moves after that was I went to Kansas. So after I made the money in Bronx, I went to Kansas um, waiting to the next release. And I flipped the heck out of Show Creek. So that was like the last collection area that was still open um, that you can mint in Kansas or Nashville, per, you know, per, for that matter. And I just went to Kansas and I just kept flipping it, you know. So I was just minting and selling, minting and selling Show Creek. So until it was nothing left for me to mint. And, you know, that's what helped build my account until the next release. And, you know, every release I, I, I land in a pretty good area. To where I, I flip the properties out, so I, I I do pretty good for myself, and I'm not trying to, you know, hurt the economy or like kill the economy. To where it's like, oh, I'm trying to get a million upics for this property. Like I leave a little meat on the bone for the next guy if you're gonna buy properties for me. No, that's smart. Do you hold any, or is it just uh, I'm in, I'm flipping, and I'm out? Depends on the location, the area. Um, if I've already talked to some people, if some people may have a plan to where we're like we're going to be holding in this location. Um, but for the most part, like if anybody partners with me or talks with me about a location, I will tell you, you know, up front that I will flip first. Let me get my flips in first. So that way I can have money to get into the location that we want to get into. Now that that's a smart strategy. I like it. And uh, yeah, sir. so how did you guys, when did the whole developing hip hop and cannabis community start? Was it before Detroit or after Detroit? How, how'd you get there? It was before Detroit. Um, it was just, you know, being in the Upland discord, um, talking to some people and we were like, Hey, we want a hip hop community. You know, we want to be able to talk hip hop. You know, maybe, you know, talk a little bit about the green as well. So it kind of goes hand in hand. And it just it just kind of ran from there. You know, one idea led to another. It, it started in a group chat, really, before we even got a server. And then that group chat turned into a server. And now we're up to like 170 people. Nice. And then uh, how'd you guys end up picking the community that you have there in Detroit? Um, Evergreen was kind of like a play on words as well as the, uh, the structure of the neighborhood. So it's a pretty square structure, pretty even. Um, so that neighborhood does have a lot of properties, but it was still a lot of FSA properties. So it gave us the ability to where when we're bringing in new people, it gives them some room to be able to get something as well as have, you know, some of the bigger properties, some nice properties for, you know, some older players if you want to have a bigger property. Um, and most of the properties in that location, because, you know, depending on the neighborhoods, depends on your returns um, or how your returns may look, depending on what you're paying for it, right? So in that area, you're getting a pretty good return, you know, coming out of Detroit. So we were like, why not? Let's see how we do. Just go ahead and build it. It's Detroit. It's hip hop. You know, you can do it in any neighborhood, right? But 
we learned that it takes a community. It really takes a community with these projects to make it grow. So we said, let's pick this neighborhood. Um, and shout out to, you know, my guy LB. Shout out to Coach, my, my girl Zoe. We got Zoe out in, in Australia. And, you know, Fax, Fax Bitter out in, out in LA. Um, we just, we just worked together and it was just a, a whole team effort. And the more people that come on, the more people get involved and we just have a good time with each other. That's all it is. We try to have a good time with each other and build up each other. So if we build up each other, it's only going to get better. That's super cool. Oh, that's, that's awesome. So what are you guys working on? Any kind of projects right now? What are you guys working on? Well, right now, one of our main projects is our NFTC head projects, which, as you can see, is my my avatar on here. So that is an actual NFT project that we have. Um, so most of the some of our members have the the NFT project. So it is called C Heads. Um, that's one of the projects that we have. Um, another project is bringing in new artists and having concerts and trying to work to be able to have AR and VR concerts in the metaverse as well. Um, that's something that I'm working with Eddie over in the Buck Club as well. Wow, so the, the what club? The Buck Club. That's what I B-U-C. thought you said. B-U-C. <laughs> yeah, BUC. You already know it, man. So B-U-C. I, I, I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm working over with him as far as trying to, you know, make sure we get some good content set up and, you know, have some real live concerts. You know. Yeah. Oh, that's it. So, where with, with the NFT project, do you have a website for that that we can let everybody check out? Well, right now it's not even live. Okay. So it's really only to the members that's in our community. So if they're in our Discord, so if they're in the Vatican House, because we are, it's a it's a Vatican House Discord, which is the hip hop Discord channel. Um, then they can have access to be able to get the information for those NFTs. So that's another reason why it makes people or what gives people uh, an incentive to come into our community. You know, um, a lot of people have seen our NFTs and it has intrigued them about it. So we're just working our way through it and getting more information out there. But we just want to take our time um, to try to make sure that it's, is right. You know, we're not trying to rush it. Yeah. So right now it's only available to our community. I, I like that approach. You know, it's not about getting it out there. It's not about making the money. It's about using it to help build a community. And that's what it should really be about. You know, it's just not about how, how quick can I make this, throw it out, flip it, pull the rug and get out of it. Right. Right. And that's what I've seen. Um, we've seen that, um, and a big shout out to my guy, coach funk, um, who've been the, the brainstorm behind, you know, a lot of the, the artwork and, you know, just the forefront of the project. But as a team, um, I I couldn't ask for a better team with what we're working with right now. It's awesome. Yeah. You got any, uh, so what are you most excited about coming up here, TJ? In, in Upland um, itself. I'm ex- 
I'm I'm probably gonna say I'm excited about the manufacturing. I have to be. I, I would say I'm excited about that. Um, with the manufacturing, I do have an announcement. Ooh. Um, this is the first announcement that I've told. Even my whole team have doesn't know. So to my team who's who are listening right now, um, I am gonna be manufacturing Block Explorer keychains. So that's gonna be coming. Breaking news. You know, um, so it is going to be a business in our in our what we have, like a, a little business district in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be having block exp- personalized block explorer keychains to where people come over to the neighborhood. They put in an order. And for that order, I will verify if you own that block explorer for me to even make that keychain for you. So it's for so your uh, director personal block explorers, or it can be for your personal block explorer, whichever block explorer you may want. But it okay. has to be in your asset. It has to be a block explorer within your asset. Um, and then I will take a, a a JPEG or a PNG file of that picture, and I will print it out, make a keychain for you, and then send it to you. Um. Someone asks, which Evergreen neighborhood is it? Yeah, Lasher 7 eights. Yeah, so it is Evergreen Lasher 7 eights. Um, It just seems like the 7 eights was too much to put on there. Or if you, you know, if you buy um, marijuana or cannabis, then, you know, the 7 eights is kind of an odd number to run with. So that's why we didn't put that in the. <laughs> yeah, let me get that 7 eights bag. <laughs> Right, no, no. <laughs> but it's it was just something to where you know a lot of people, a lot of people for medical purposes. Um, and shout out to our girl in Australia, Zoe. She is a big cannabis uh, connoisseur, and she gives us a lot of medical information um, that is much needed that people may not even be aware of um, just based off of the, the medical uses to heal and to be able to use it for other than just what most people use it for. Oh yeah. There, there's a huge medicinal aspect to it, you know, and even with these higher concentrates nowadays for recreational purposes, they're kind of causing it. So there, there's a fine balance of, of just using it overall in general. And it creates a hot debate with a lot of people about it, too. Yes. Yes. But, you know, I can. That, that's what we have our, our, our group for. You know, people come in there, people debate um, or people just talk uh, or just show the love for it. Now, are you guys releasing any of your hip hop music anywhere? What? Where where do the is, do you got a radio station going on in your Discord channel? Tell us a little more about the hip hop you guys are doing, or is it just talking about who's now, the best rapper? Or? No, no, it's not just talking about who's the best rapper. What's your top five? Hold on, hold on, I gotta stop. <laughs> who's your top? Five? I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I'm never ready for that. I know, right? I'm never ready for that because number one, my all time number one will have to be. Notorious B.I.G. All right. 
that's that's gonna be my all time number one. Um, I mean, that's the following answer. I mean, take yeah, time. but it's it's always a tight race. You know, <laughs> for me, it's always a tight race between him and Park. Um, but for me, they're both number one in a different. They're both in different lanes. I don't. Yeah. I never put them in the same lane. Um, they're both two different artists with two different styles. Um, and then following after that, I'm gonna have to go with probably, you know, I'm from Miami, so I, I may have to put Trick Daddy or Ross in that number two slot. Um, oh, so Ross is more like that 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 flavor there. Um, then number three coming in is gonna have to be Jay. You know, um, as much as Jay Z took a lot of controversy doing the Lindies and stuff like that, it was just, it was just there. Um, yes, yes, Nas is probably following in at my number four. Um, it was right there, right on the tip of my tongue. I, I usually can't pick between him and Jay, depending on the type of day I'm having. <laughs> um, and then. It's hard for my number five, but Nipsey, Nipsey Hustle is going to have to probably be into my number five. Like, it's hard for me not to even put him on a list at this point, um, as much as I listen to him. Um, yeah, and then right now, coming in, I have to put in an honorable mention. A lot of people may not even know of this artist. Um, but it's a real rap type of artist and he's independent. His name is Toby Naigwe. So yeah. if you haven't heard of him, you may have to look him up. He does a lot of good music. And I went to a concert of his last December and it was amazing. All right. Definitely have to check him out. I haven't heard him. No, only white people put Eminem on their top five, which is why he is on my top five for the record. <laughs> uh, Eminem, I see, it's it's hard to just put him. I could put him up there. I could. It's just it's always a battle because then he'll fall right in between with that Jay Z and Nas yeah. placement. So that's why it's always hard for me to do a top five. Because I get real specific with it. So then I'll even break it down into <laughs> lanes. So I'm yeah. like, all right, well, in this lane, you got, you know, Pac, M. You just you try know, not to leave anybody out. Even- it's not like I don't want to leave nobody <laughs> out. But it's just, I, I'm I, I, I'm a very diverse yeah. person. So when it comes to music, I like to be more well-rounded. Fair. So... So some music it just it just hits me differently, especially depending on the day. Yeah, I think the only only like wild cards in my top five would be uh, Tyler the Creator. I don't know why I just like his stuff a lot, uh, and Childish Gambino. Shout out! Oh, I could I can I can do a Childish Gambino a lot. Like Childish Gambino does have some music that would really put you in a mood. Right. Yeah, I got uh, Andre 3K in my top five. That guy's get out of here. Andre what? 3K. Oh, bro, come That's on. That's not bad. That's not bad. Come on. Come Andre on. 3K is definitely in my top ten. Bro, 
Andre 3K, like, he upset, like, other artists are happy that he gets on his track, but yet at the same time, they're pissed off because all of a sudden they're like, damn, now I got to go harder. He's just, or, you know, he just put him down on his own track, but they know it made the track. Yeah, he's he's just, yeah, Andre in his prime, top five in my book. Yeah, definitely. What about some little Wayne? Dude, his lyric—he is a lyricist, though. See, dude, Lil Wayne. When I would Carter from Carter one, Carter three, yes. Now, Lil Wayne is still probably one of the greatest rappers right now. I can I can hands down say that. But not not well not right now. Not as of his music right now. But Carter one through Carter three, that generation, nobody can touch him. It was really hard to even battle Lil Wayne during that time. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was like he was operating on another level. That was yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. He was doing features for free. Yeah. 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 All right, we got sidetracked with that, but it, the music you guys are doing, <laughs> is it it do you guys got a channel going on where you're playing the music? Is there places that people yes. can listen to it and all that? Yeah, so we do have a like a kind of like a radio channel or a live music. You can come in or like a jukebox. So you come in, you can kind of request your own music. Um, as far as new music, the new music is kind of hard to request because it's, it's not really on YouTube or nothing to search. So if you have a video, even new artists, you know, artists that may have a video and have music that want to share with us. You can just come to our all hip hop channel and just drop the video in there. Share the music with us. We want it. We want that new music. Yes, and Mass P is one of my favorite <laughs> entrepreneurs. Yes, might not be the best rapper, but an awesome entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's. Oh, Kendrick, Kendrick, and Chance, Chance are good too. Chance is starting to fall off. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, no, but definitely TJ. Um, is there anything you want to say before we let you go for this evening? Um, the main thing that I have to say to all the uplanders out there listening is you have to just take your time. Make sure you read. Um, because I do see that that's a lot of, that's a lot that's going on. Some people don't read. So even myself, I have to go back and read some of these announcements and make sure you pay attention to what they're putting in the text because if we all play a part. We have to make sure that we all you know, stick together and just help each other out. You know, you can't, you can't get this far by yourself. No, that's great advice. That is absolutely great advice. Um, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, you're definitely welcome to hang out backstage. Uh, we do an after show where everybody talks after that. So if you got nothing going on, definitely hang out backstage. But TJ, definitely. Um, oh, yeah. Thank you for ha- coming on tonight. Thank you for telling us about what's going on. Now, everybody that wants to be a part of a cannabis hip hop culture, you know the node to go in Detroit. So. Definitely everyone. Yeah. Party in Evergreen. (laughs) There you go. Hey, TJ, thank you so much. And we'll talk soon, my friend. All right. Thank you.
All right. On to the market update this week. Oh, nice. It looks like my PayPal account's getting hacked. Great. That's why it's good to have like, it. Like right now, man. legit, I just got my uh, 2FA, 2FA coming through. And, oh, isn't that the worst? Yeah. I'm like, um, that was not me, so... Well, wait, but does your uh, does your wife or any of your kids have access to your PayPal? No, <laughs> it's mine. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so the top ten city floors in Upland. Not Dad, bad look this, at this week. We got some green. Yeah, we got some green. A little. Uh, in, wow, interesting. That Rio went down. I kind of, well, they had the thrifty trader going on in Rio. So you know, oh, people and were, then they also like it was post. It was post vanilla, eh? yeah, yeah. So you did have the you did have the collections release, and you also had the thrifty trader going on. So usually you see you know a, a correction in there, and you, as we said earlier, you're going to see um, the price come down because there's more properties to be released in real. That's not the end all be all. Yeah, but I mean, it is like the original. I mean, it's the first set, right? But yeah, yes, it, it is the first set. There's still more to go. Um, Kansas City getting a nice little bump there. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm happy with these numbers. I mean, it looks like the the upex is slowly going up, uh, kind of across the board a little bit. Um, and honestly, USD more or less looks like it's going up or staying stable. So, I mean, like that all looks really kind of promising. Manhattan stabilizing at that uh, uh, 99,000, right? I think that that makes sense. I would like to see San Francisco at the 50, but. um, Yeah, that's so disappointing with San Francisco being the Genesis city. And it's just always crazy that it's not higher than what it is. Yeah. DJ uh, Shorts liquidating sad friend. That that also might be um, part of that story as well. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll see um, how that plays out. I think you know and we'll continue to talk about it until it's here. Uh, layer two, I think, is going to um, have some impact on that as well. I, I think so. Also, um, and. The U.S. dollar floor, you know, that's that's pretty stable, so it's solid. I like that. Nice. Hold on. Are you, oh, you're, you're Sorry, I, I'm changing you my are. password. Sorry. All right, so the 30-day chain, like, <laughs> there, straight give up. Me a, give me a thing to talk about, okay. All right, so we're on the 30, you know, you can move the... Uh, <laughs> oh, I oh I have power, eh? You, you do okay. have power. So, all right. So, Two Stupid's going to deal with the fact that he is getting hacked live, <laughs> um, and somebody's going to try and steal a three fifty in his uh, PayPal account. About three fifty. Yeah, I wish right. it was on so, three fifty. <laughs> um, when we look at the thirty day. Uh, we do still see some of that uh, market adjustment. We see some red um, in the long term, but hey, I'm I'm happy to see uh, San Francisco. Uh, you know, overall is climbing. That's kind of what I would expect uh, with where the market is and should be. So that's good. Everything else is a little down, but uh, that's just 
kind of to be expected. We have breaking news, or are you just teasing? That wasn't me. That was right. Dizzy. Dizzy. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. Uh, troll. So the twelve week change. Uh, the U.S. dollar still looking pretty, uh, pretty ugly. Is this new? Why are you doing this? Why? Why are you making us feel bad? Who me? Yeah, obviously you put this together, didn't you? Yeah. Why are you trying to make us feel bad? I'm just. I'm I'm going to go back to the green numbers. Zooming out. Get out of this. Oh my goodness. Zooming out, just just so you have the perspective. Yeah. But the the interest. Well, I mean, again, though, if you go 12 weeks, like if we look at the the crypto space, and and again, the the overall economy 12 weeks ago, um, it would be a lot different. $16 $16 San Fran. Yeah. 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 It's rough. Yeah. But. I'd get it while you can. If you're buying fiat, I'd take a look at that. Yeah. I, I'm still like, I think this is a great buying opportunity in some of the original cities in Upland. Um, definitely need somebody to hit the not financial advice banner there for us. <laughs> what um okay so here's our markups because this is what i kind of wanted to see so like to do, do, do last week okay so we're at 200 percent. so i mean san francisco is still i mean it's that's a pretty good clip i mean it's actually wait where's manhattan oh manhattan's at 237 so i mean when you look at that i mean manhattan and san francisco are getting closer together I like the 200 to 250 range. I, I think I like that in general. 2 to 2.5x, it feels like a fair floor. Uh, Rutherford's nonsense. Absolutely. Um, Fresno is nonsense. The, no, no, no. Fresno is not nonsense because people are um, buying uh, mass properties for factories. True. And for, to, to, you know, because that's that was one of the super cheap ones and it's, on the west coast um and it will be part of the decor beta so that does not necessarily surprise me but you still have huge properties in kansas city way cheaper than what you can buy secondary in fresno um yeah but i mean again the yeah i would not buy (laughs) i mean but i have a ton of up square in fresno already so yeah and the interesting thing is San Francisco's price went up, but their UPEX markup went down, which is always nice. That That's where you really like to see, you know, where the deals are at. To me, that's a deal. It, even though yeah. your your floor went up UPEX-wise, but the markup percentage came down, jump all over that. And I'll, I'll work on something there, too, so we can look at it comparatively of who went up with the UPEX markup dropping. So I'll look at that. Yeah. Yeah. No one goes to KC. I get it, but it's a great distribution hub. You know, I'm looking, I'm looking future in the game and being able to distribute. Well, I mean, there's some good, there's some solid KC nodes as well. Yes. Like there's definitely some good communities and teams that are, that are operating at a KC. I think it has a good value proposition. I mean, 60%. I mean, that, that's a really good deal. It's interesting. I haven't seen a ton of Vegas collaborations. I think I've seen a couple. Um, it's just really interesting to see where people are levitating towards. Um, it felt like Vegas was a little bit more sporadic 
and free for all um, than yeah. some of the other ones. And is Vegas going to represent the same thing as just a bunch of people go there to have fun and like the organization and the community is not like really there unless you're some sort of worker or manufacturer there or something? Maybe. Um, I mean, we'll have to see how the, they release the strip. The strip is going to be um, kind of probably a big factor in that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- this is still in the same values across it. Uh, Los Angeles, Queens, Santa Clara, Chicago, Nashville, with these huge discounts, Vegas, Detroit. So if you do have the available U.S. dollars, I'd always, uh, I'm always pushing for getting that value there. Bottom five city floors in Upland, um, still pretty solid. That's that's what you like to see is stable or seeing the green. So a lot of green, so can't complain. Yeah, no, it's solid. Uh, sold out percentage, Detroit's creeping up there. How is Chicago still not sold out? I don't understand. Yeah. I don't know. What's his last 2%? What's his holdout? It's been 2% for weeks. Yes, it's been 2% for weeks, and the number of available properties are so they're mending about 200 properties a week or so. Um, but yeah, there's not, there's a bunch of big properties, and I, I didn't look at the floor of the unminted, so I don't have the best answer for you on that one. But yeah. Gotcha. Um, well, that's interesting. I mean, if people are looking for a tier one city, um, if you want a manufacturing plant in a tier one city, that might be a place to look then. 5,700 properties. Yeah. And gems. You heard it from the, the land um, hoarder himself. <laughs> but he's not buying any more land yeah. right now. But And, he, and oh, Abdullah true. did overtake him, so. For, oh, yeah. His, I was corrected by uh, my my girl. His name, the way that you actually pronounce his name is Abdullah. By the way, Abdullah. Sorry. Okay, sorry, Abdullah. Abdullah. Although I kind of like just calling him Big A. I feel like everyone, if we like people, just know, I'll be like, oh, it's Big A. Yeah, I like Big A too. Now does Abdullah Big like Big A? Uh, uh, Abdullah, let us know. Is yeah. Big A cool? Thumbs yeah. up or not? Oh, yeah. So, um, last week, 12,347, it's way down from last week, but last week you had Rio, so that really doesn't count. Um, next week, you're definitely going to see the spike, uh, because we'll talk about the Rio FSA coming up here shortly. Um, so that's only 5,000 properties though. Yeah. It shouldn't be that big. Well, you'll see a spike. I- I'd expect to see right around 15 to 17,000 properties that next week. But this is where your unminted properties lie. And when you still have those huge values on the secondary market, it, it's hard to mint brand new. All right. <laughs> the Upland Economy Update. And this is going to be a long episode today. <laughs> nah, we'll, we'll, we'll go through it quick. Yeah. Um, so they do have changes coming to the Upland Economy. And a lot of people, um, don't a have lot to, of people don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, what it is. <laughs> yeah, 
it, it's it's really not that bad because if you look at what it was in the original white papers and been around what the, and they're letting us have a site they're going to let us vote on this well no yes I mean, new way new way or no way well no 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 so but the vote isn't like if we say no then they don't do it right like if you read it it's just an opinion poll it's not definitive it's it's so that it's a market research right like, right it's not a it's not an actual vote if we're like no we don't want to do it they'll be like okay kids that's nice we're still doing it but thank you for telling us right that's not i'm not saying that's a bad thing either i just want to make sure like people know like it's it's starting that conversation it's a step in the right direction but like i just want to make sure you, like it's not an actual vote this time just saying um, I don't see it in the article and I just pulled that back up and I don't see where they said they're not taking what the vote is. I'm, maybe I made that up, but <laughs> <laughs> because I, it, I felt like that. They said that it to be fully transparent, the government, the governance proposal will list two UPEX funding options for players to vote uh, on. One, where you yep. adopt the new funding method, or two, to keep the literal method, the literal methodology listed in the white paper until a different uh-huh. methodology is enacted. So the uh-huh. community ballot does not cover funding formulas or other details regarding it, just the funding method. Um, uh-huh. And they said it's a major step in Upland's vision of decentralized economy. And we're excited to be to bring in the community closer to direct involvement. So I guess you can look into closer indirect involvement that if we don't like your answer, we're going to go the other way. But I don't think they'd put it out there for the community to vote on if they weren't going to take that as an input. Uh, I guess it just seems, well, okay, that's right. Maybe, and maybe it's like the, um, what's that, uh, this stupid thing we have in America, the electoral college. So I guess maybe it's like that, right? Bro, like that's, get to that's, vote. That is not a stupid thing. And that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> stupid thing we have called the electoral college. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even make me go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> so when Upland was created, they had a hundred billion upbacks in mind and 50 billion was going to the UPEX pool itself. So monthly minting per active user into the UPEX pool. And that goes out for players for selling fiat crypto to Upland. So they get their in-game currency. And the other $50 billion went to the community pool. So what went into the community pool, as you can see, is when you mint a brand new property, any marketplace transaction fees, any other fees that they can think of. And then they had this design where it was 160 UPEX per active user each month when they would activate it. So they put 160 UPEX in per active user each month to continue building the community pool. Um, also, it was going to go into the Upland pool itself. And what they pay out with this is our property earnings, our collections, our one-time rewards, and any other marketing campaigns. Um, 
And here's the interesting thing. So, yes, this is from the white paper in 2019. We already know the yearly earnings have been reduced to 14.7%. So nobody has to point out that we have it wrong. This is actually from the white paper, and there has been a reduction right now. Um, But that was the interesting thing is the sixth and seventh thing down is there for the initial value they were going to start putting 160 upx minted monthly into each additional pool based off of active users a lot of people didn't understand it they thought that upland was running out of upx or that upland was what what they were really going to do and also what upland said in their white paper is there is not a fixed total of upx token supply and they will carefully observe the developments of the economy and growth and stability before considering a potential cap so there is still always a potential cap out there but also what they're saying is the um the upland pool is kind of drying up and they're looking for ways to find it and they're thinking that hey just putting in more upx is not the right way to do it and They've come up with a couple of different funding models, per se. Um, what did you think about the funding models they proposed? Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. It took some layman's terms to kind of explain it. Um, and I would say that, I, I don't know, I think that we probably need to almost have like a, an economist talk about it more because I'll be honest, it doesn't entirely make sense to me um, how the, like, and somebody walked through it with, you know, everything that goes in uh, to the Upland pool versus a community pool and Upland gets paid essentially on new mints. So like that's primarily where the Upland pool gets, gets done. Um, and it didn't all make a ton of sense to me actually afterwards after I started thinking about it, like, okay, what does this actually mean? But I do think it enables Upland to potentially start stepping away, um, from running those pools. Uh, and then they would essentially get, they would put themselves in a profit share with Upland through like upland would obviously fund it so us the gamers as we're playing and as we're doing our transactions would fund the the maintenance of upland but then the bank of upland could then be um, decentralized even further or handed off to a third party or as they start to do say franchising where you know maybe clubs, football clubs, uh, soccer clubs come in and um, release their own cities and then they get a cut of the the minting price. So that is going to cut into Upland's profits. So they have to figure out ways to, to supplement that. I, I, I don't know. I think it, there's a lot of things. Now, what, what you did say, you said when you Upland's pool gets the money, um, they, they just had a fixed account. There's nothing going into the Upland pool itself. The, when you mint a new property, that goes into the community pool. And the Upland pool was the 50 million UPEX or 50 billion UPEX that goes out when people buy the UPEX. So there's nothing really coming into it. And they're looking for a method to do that, but not flood the community at the same time with UPEX. Mm, yeah. See, I don't, I'll be honest. I don't, I don't really get all of the nuances there. Um, I trust Dirk and the team 
um, to know what they are doing. <laughs> um, I'm not an economics major, uh, so I will follow and listen to uh, the community in general, but my, my default position is if Dirk says it's good for the economy, um, this is his baby. Like this is, this is Upland's baby. They're not going to do something that would be detrimental to the economy. Um, now that doesn't mean that it might be not something that the players want because sometimes those two things are at, at odds. Um, but I will almost always side with on economic pieces with Dirk and the team. Yeah. Um, so here's, so Goldsmith gave us Upland's language. And so this is a, the voting system serves as a temperature check to gauge the Upland community sentiment. So, yeah. And here's the thing, you know, I'm not an economist either, but they said, Hey, you know, 88% of the hundred billion up X in circulation is in the community pool. And they said that the percentage in relation to what is in circulation does not warrant monetary expansion. They already have monetary expansion built in, but they already recognize what they built in. It's still not the proper move right now. So they're looking how to keep it stable. So it's just not because if me, if I was running, I'm like, oh, this pool's running out. Let's just implement that and start putting all this up XN each month like we said we were going to do. So, you know, they looked at it over the last 18 months. They've made evaluations of it. And there is some interesting language in this um, in this article itself. They said, even more exciting, this path provides the foundation for the economic loops needed if Upland is to shift to a more decentralized platform. And we've been hearing that from a lot of the OGs that were heavy into crypto when they started. It was all about the private keys and decentralized and Upland's not really decentralized, yada, yada, yada. So, or do you think this is just another teaser statement out there? Um, <laughs> like, I think it's just like, I don't know. I got it. I know we have a lot of crypto fans. I just, it's, hey. it doesn't make a difference to me. Like decentralized. I don't ever want my private keys. Um, I'm completely okay with it being controlled by a central entity. I think, you know, that's especially from a gaming perspective. I don't trust the general market. I don't trust humanity as a whole to run anything successfully. Um, because I think it'll be a hot mess. So I'd rather have a, I'd rather have a couple people that I know and trust running it. And then if they turn out to like that, I can't trust with those two people, I find something else, um, a different project, but I feel like a core like vision and team that's driving towards an outcome is better to me than, I don't know. Have you ever watched Twitch plays like Twitch plays Pokemon where the community plays a game instead of a gamer playing the game and it's madness and it's insanity. That's what I think of when everyone's like, Oh, decentralization. I'm like insanity. Yeah. Cause, cause still with democracy, you can still have the majority of people be evil and do their own bidding. But, you know, and I do find it intriguing, too, because they are letting the community have a say and why they call it a course correction for materials outlined in the white paper. And then they also state the nature of the voting system may become more self-governing in the future. There, there's a lot of foreshadowing in this of 
more decentralized, more player governance, more changing of stuff, but still ultimately with the economy in mind as the most important part of it. Yeah, no, I would, uh, I would agree. Um, I think that they are moving towards that, that governance model. I think there's a lot of excitement and eagerness uh, towards getting some of those more um, community driven aspects for sure. Absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> I love Ghostbusters. Love Ghostbusters. Thanks, more cheese. Um, yeah. So, anything else you want to talk about on the economy there, uh, on the changes being made? They have some formulas out there, and they're looking for our insight. Um, it, and as you say, I, I'm not from the economic stuff, hopefully it's not a majority rules and hopefully it's not the vote of the community gets it because the majority of the community do not have economics degrees or study at economics at all. And it's the basis of the whole part of the game system here. So like you screw that up and you crash the game. Yeah. And I mean, I, I trust Upland enough that they're doing, I don't want to say low stakes because it's obviously a big mechanic, but I would trust that if Upland is really putting it to the community, that really either outcome is acceptable. Uh, NFT is the only today because of decentralization we need it. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. Um, Well, I think it's more true ownership. My argument would be, I think the value of NFTs is true ownership as opposed to decentralization. I mean, decentralization gives us the security um, aspect that, you know, from like hacking stuff like that, I guess, and the redundancy, but it's really the true ownership. And maybe, um, you know, again, I'm not a crypto expert. So if somebody's like decentralization and true ownership go hand in hand, I, I suppose. But if for me, true ownership just means that I can track it on the blockchain. So I can see when it was minted. I can verify that it was mint number one and I can view the entire life cycle of who it was. And I can digitally validate that this is the item that it is to me, that digital tracking and that, that true ownership um, is what's important. And I don't even need to own the wallet. Like it seems to be central, but like that, that tracking of authenticity um, I think is what separates the uh, NFT market from other digital, you know, just. Yeah. And uh, if there was slot machines that took OPEX in Vegas, I'm just sad that I really missed that. What? There was? <laughs> no, there wasn't. Uh, Outlaw said too much of the pool was invested into slots during Genesis week. I uh, gotcha. <laughs> uh, there's my boy Mix. Facts. I have the uh, I have the apartment building where everything goes down, overlooking Central Park. So absolutely nice. Dallas people who know how to run business. I hope Upland does not turn into. Yeah, no, I hate Dallas. I don't. I shouldn't say that. I don't hate Dallas. I think that they they, they serve a purpose, but. Um, for a large, you know, enterprise metaverse, I, I think that's the right way for that. Um, 
<laughs> a lot of a lot of my growth is because of the lawyers are bad at understanding economics. Very <laughs> jinx, I like that. Yeah, um, not crypto X. Um, there's things that we like about crypto and things we dislike, but that's with anything, and, and that's why we have friends like you, uh, TM and Dizzy, so you can tell us the. Um, yeah, I think doubt sounded better in somebody's head than ever have actually gone into practice. Like, it's kind of the old saying, it's the old adage, a, a camel is a horse uh, designed by committee. Um, I feel like that happens a lot in projects. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, more cheese. <laughs> All right. All right, Rio de Janeiro, new starter neighborhood, and FSA change is coming. Um, With that, I mean, if you're watching this later and not watching it live, Friday, August 5th, which is tomorrow at 8 a.m. Pacific time, which is 11 Eastern, 10, um, or no, they're ahead of us, so 12 Brazilian. Um, 5,000 properties are being released. Um, property pricing is about 2,500 up X. The interesting thing here is they said that there are properties, smaller properties that are under a thousand up X, but they're just going to make it a thousand up X anyway. And this is the first time they've really invented a minimum pricing for the game. And they said, this is going to go forward. What do you think about that? Cause you know, you could scoop up some properties for, you know, a couple hundred OPEX. Um, yeah, it makes sense. You like the minimum price locked at a thousand OPEX? Yeah, it keeps it easy. Yeah. Cause I mean, it like those, those super cheap properties, it's just silly. Like, um, and especially because I have to assume that that reflects like the, um, the interest and in everything. So yeah, I think it makes sense. Okay, and then uh, there are some properties in this neighborhood that are too um, too large to meet or too big to meet the FSA requirements, whatever their requirements are for dubbing a property that way. So those properties will be hidden on the release, and they will be launched later. And with that, you have the new FSA rules along with it. Um, Two rules that will be put in effect, and these are these are testing rules, so they don't say these are permanent, so they could change. Um, you'll be able to mint a total of 30 FSA properties over the lifetime of their account, and players can mint a maximum of three FSA properties per day. I, I mean, that. how does that make you feel that now you can only mint three FSA? Pro- I know you're not an FSA person, but for how FSA users have been, they can only do three FSAs. Would this increase the amount of multi-accounts out there, or will this actually help curb them? Um, I think it will likely increase the amount of multi-accounting attempts for sure. Um, I mean, I, I don't see how that wouldn't, but by the same token, I mean, it's a real pain um, to kind of do, I, I don't know. Cause I guess some, there's some people that are pretty good at multi-accounting 
But I feel like as as Upland gets better about identifying multi-accounters and identifying that kind of stuff, they'll start cracking down on that. I like the idea um, three FSAs a day. It's kind of interesting. Um, you really shouldn't if you're if you're an FSA buyer, you shouldn't be probably buying more than that anyway. You can't sell more than that, um, and it. It, you can always buy normal properties, right? So here's the other thing is like, you know, the FSA are one to 5,000, right? If you, if you are really just a new player, you can dabble and buy yourself a couple FSA properties, but then there's no reason that you can't participate in the rest of the market. That's not FSA. Um, as, as once you're not a visitor, you can buy secondary properties, etc. So there's no reason that this should slow down a normal player, um, except it, will slow down FSA farmers and stuff like that. But and we'll there, see. Yeah. There, there are a lot of FSA farms out there. Um, yeah. And, and we'll see how it plays, plays on it. Now the rules are not retro, retroactive. So you're 30. So if you're an FSA player, your 30 starts tomorrow. It's not going to go back. It's not going to count it. And they will display in the pop-up when you're minting an FSA property, what your count is. Yeah. Oh no, there was, there was seriously FSA agents. So like the way that um, people would do it to keep an FSA account is like, if you, let's say that there was 5,000 UPEX FSA properties, right? You could have uh, an FSA buyer go buy them and then you buy it from them for 1,000 but then you add like 10,000 to their ledger, their ledger. Um, and so then you could keep track like on a side thing of like how much they, they earn. And so you'd have an FSA agent who could do their two properties a week indefinitely. Um, because then you could just always keep them under the threshold and then you just have an offline balance and then you transfer over. So like that 30 cap is obviously going to, put that to a kibosh yeah and of course these rules aren't final they can change them or modify them at any time um also the real collections were revealed um are you excited about collection reveals anymore (laughs) i should be i i'm i haven't particularly been uh, I feel like that's a new player's game, <laughs> like the the city releases and the and you know doing the research and you know finding all the flights and getting doing all that. It, that's a that's a young kid's game. I can't uh, I can't keep up with it. So you're um, you're happy with your monthly earnings and don't need to go hunt those exclusives or rare collections or hope you score uh, ultra rare. I mean, I should, um, and I mean, I can take the altruistic uh, side and just be like, oh, well, I want I want other people to have the amazing experiences that I had, um, but the reality is I just have too much going on. <laughs> um, uh, but I, w- I wouldn't cool. let you get away with, with uh, I want other people to have that experience because city releases yeah. are way different from when you started. Yeah, no, they, they really are, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. oh, hey, yeah. what, what am I? What am I? You are a shell for Upland? Two cups, one turtle. Huh? Oh, two cups, one turtle. Uh-huh. Two cups, one turtle. 
And you got a poo with you. I can't. <laughs> nope. Nope. You nope. can't. Nope. Won't touch that. Nope. Moving on. <laughs> hey, you started it. You thought you were going to be funny, and I had to bring the show down. You ruined it. You took it too. You always take it too far. That's what I'm good at. That is definitely what I'm good at. Um, all right. What else you got? You got a Upex World update for us? Um, yeah. So if you are not yet part of Upex World, you definitely want to be. Um, you can check out Upex World. You can go to our Discord, discord.bg slash Upex World. We stream um, six days a week, so essentially every day except for today, Thursday, uh, we have a Twitch stream uh, for Upex World, so you definitely want to check it out. We are full force. Um, there's a lot of really cool stuff going on. Uh, it is a layer two gaming platform that is really going to be community-driven, uh, both in content and story. Uh, that's going to allow players to add gamification utility to their Layer 1 assets. Specifically, uh, Uplit is going to be the primary metaverse um, that we are partnering with. Uh, and so there's, oh gosh, there's some amazingly talented artists and creators in this community. Uh, and I am so grateful that um, many of them have already showed up. If you know any kind of artist, and we're talking visual, audio, 3D, um, 3D developers, Blender creators, anything like that. Get them connected. Um, we have uh, we kind of have we have a bounty and a contract system up. So bounties will offer um, small rewards, you know, between 10, 20, 50, 100 dollars, and then um, contract um, range um, in the into the thousands. So. Um, we've had, I think, one contract which we're probably going to be um, finalizing. So contracts are like you have to uh, apply and, and do it because it's bigger. So uh, like the one that we're closing probably the next 36 hours will be um, $7,000 for um, an alpha game uh, prototype that we're looking at. And then open up games out by the end of the year. Um, with the September-ish. Um, don't hold me to the fire totally. But, um, that's what we're working towards. Now, that's awesome. Um, so definitely excited for that. Everybody definitely check that out. And um, I got nothing else for the week. Anything else before we get out of here? Oh, um, um, phase two is still going on, but it's actually fully funded. So I might close up phase two and move on to phase three. Um, phase three is, hold on, they just sent me, it's 31, 31 apartments. Um, so it's, it's going to be the crown. Um, <laughs> the crown of Bones Balboa, which is phase three. They are going to be very, very expensive, um, but uh, those will be for sale, and I have some other um, phase two phase stuff. If there's other pieces you want of, of Bones Balboa, uh, message me, and we'll figure something out. But yeah, look for um, phase three, but they're going to be 
probably in the 500,000 range for uh, an apartment in the crown, um, just so people know. Uh, but yeah, there's going to be a handful of those for sale um, coming up shortly. It's, it's been along really cool. If you haven't checked it out, it's in the top corner of Balboa Lake in LA. Um, we're definitely going to be doing some fun layer two stuff with it. Uh, bring that character to life uh, in a way uh, that just it really is going to highlight the the kind of the harmony between Layer One Upland and Layer Two Upex World, and where we're able to kind of take something and elevate it to an amazing new level. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited about it. Awesome. So, and there's, there also might be some secret. Um, Value plays that haven't even released uh, to the buyers. Um, those of you who are following along with what's happening in Upex World, um, you know that I'm a huge, huge proponent of as much as I take you know, decentralization of assets as ways, whatever. For me, decentralization of revenue is really what's important to me in, in, in Web3. And that's the primary focus of Upex World is how do we take your one assets and not just add value to them, but allow you to generate passive revenue, not just with some blind staking tokenomics um, pyramid scheme, but with actual interoperability with the community and true shared revenue um, and decentralized revenue. So uh, there might be some hidden value opportunities inside of uh, Bones Bubble that I'm not yet ready to release. But if you got in early, um, you're probably going to be very fast. I love it. You always love teasing our community right before we get out of here each week. So some exciting things to look forward to. <laughs> tickle, tickle, tickle. Tickle, tickle, tickle. <laughs> Everybody be safe. Have fun. Oh, and the 25th, Mars Utah will be in the 28th. The uh, podcast song has been two years Ooh, old. That's going to be a big one. He's going to perform the original podcast theme song live, and he's got a new one he's working on right now that I'm very excited for. Um, so that's going to be awesome. You'll definitely want to see the show on the 25th. Thanks to TJ Miami Boy and everything they have going on in their community out there in Detroit. Definitely check them out. And until next week, everybody be safe, have fun, and we'll see you in the metaverse. It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking, I'm screwed for ducking in Opix.